Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to week number 13 of What to Do. Uh, I am your host, John Gillick. It is indeed a pleasure to be with you each and every Friday as we talk a little bit about the world of uh, pop culture, music. Uh, We touch upon uh, sports. We talk a little bit about the world around us and uh, things we could be doing to improve, um, perhaps improve ourselves and improve our world around us. been a pretty good week. If uh, this was 1981, we would have been completing the first week of watching MTV. It debuted uh, just after midnight on August 1st and um, certainly changed the way we, we listen to music and looking at music. Um, the advent of the music video really became uh, something very strong throughout the 80s into, into parts of the 90s and even into the 2000s. And MTV now is just nothing more than another television channel showing, uh, you know, reality programming and different uh, cartoons and different things like that on, on the network. Uh, but, you know, again, thinking back to 1981, you, how many of us watched that first video of uh, the Buggles? Video killed the radio star, huh? Remember that one? Um, and it was great. It was really interesting. You know, I remember coming home from school and uh, just being excited that there was music on television. I mean, we had great radio stations in the New York tri-state area to listen to some great music. You had, uh, you know, WNEW-FM, you had WPLJ-FM. Um, you know, even out in Jersey, you could catch DHA, WDHA. They were playing some great things and, and stuff like that. And here it was in your face, uh, video-wise, stuff you were checking out on on the radio. And it just kind of revolutionized pop music and uh, pop culture uh, forever. Kind of changed the way we look at how we do music. And the ironic thing is this. You know, I've had many conversations about the world of pop music. And, you know, there, there are those artists who are in the world who are very, very much in vain with that. Ariana Grande and, and people like... Uh, Post Malone and, and folks like that, Lady Gaga. But who is doing the video work now? I mean, videos are being released, obviously. Uh, they're still being played in other outlets. But you look at the country artists. CMT dedicates a majority of their programming to country music videos. And no wonder it's one of the popular, most popular forms of radio uh, right now is country music. So, you know, you can... Un- undoubtedly say that that has become um, the popular world of, of music is country music in that format but uh, it all goes back to August 1st 1981 with the debut of MTV so that was uh, very interesting you know thinking about that this week um, and how that affected our lives in, in both a positive way and, and in some instances a negative way um, I remember they used to, used to show great concerts. Like, I remember you would see, like, the Jethro Tull concert on there, and they would play a Rush concert on there. And, uh, you know, the first time you ever saw these bands that you would listen to and be like, wow, you know, I, I'm going to get the ticket. I'm going to the garden. I'm going to, you know, the arena, the Brendan Byrne Arena, the Madison Square Garden. I'm going to see these bands live because I saw it on MTV, you know. So it motivated you to want to go see more music that's out there. And, who knows when we're going to see live music again. And as I've been saying for the last couple of weeks on the podcast, and, um, 
you know, it's it's been more and more of a thing to have these drive-in concerts. I've been reading a lot of articles about places that are far and away from here in New Jersey that are doing this already. And I know our very own Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes have done two of them, um, and they plan to do a couple more. But I'm starting to see in the local area, I'm starting to see um, the restaurant slash bar slash club where a band would play. I'm starting to see those bands perform in the parking lot. Um, they've set up a tent, they've set up chairs, and obviously um, an area for patrons to go so they can eat and drink and watch a band. And I, I've seen a few of these videos on Facebook that these folks are socially distanced, of course. And uh, but they're performing live, and that's good. That this, we're, we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out, and um, you know we're not letting it beat us. We're not letting this thing beat us, and and we're actually moving in the direction of positivity uh, with it. But we just got to be, you know, smart, gang. Got to be smart. Um, but it's nice to see live music is being featured in a few places, um, and you're able to still enjoy it. And uh, these artists, these musicians who have been uh, struggling for, we- for weeks and months, as we've all been, um, are finally getting to, to put their craft out there so people can watch what's going on and, and, and applaud it and, and salute it. Um, speaking of, you know, uh, I know, New York State, New York City teachers, God bless you all. You're going back, uh, according to the governor. Um, you know, just be careful, just be, you know, very, very, very watchful over every aspect of how you teach now. Um, you know, it's now become much more of a thing to teach. And, you know, in years past, people took it for granted, obviously, you know, especially in the arts, they might have said, oh, you just teach band, you just de- teach chorus, you do this, you do that. It goes way beyond that. Um, the social aspect of what those programs bring to the kids are very important. Um, and, and it's something that's going to continually be an important aspect of their development. And I don't really care if you're talking about an elementary kid through middle school to high school. I think that the arts, it's a place for them to connect. Um, so even though in certain schools and certain school districts, they've looked at the idea of not playing in band and not singing in chorus, uh, just because they don't have a space for them to do that in. They may not have a proper ventilated, uh, properly ventilated building or room for them to be in. Um, so other alternatives will come into place. And hopefully, you know, we as teachers can can get behind that and, and make it a little bit uh, more than it would be for the kids. Um, you know, I know in, in my own situation, I'm going to be faced with multitude, uh, very very different ideas on how to teach teach band and um it's going to be interesting nonetheless but i think that uh we'll rise as we normally do and we'll we'll beat we'll beat it we'll we'll make it happen and um even if it's just for the social aspect of the kids just being there and seeing you and you seeing them and getting a chance to talk a little bit about what they've experienced in the last couple of months I think that's important. I think that's a smart way to do things. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be full on, you know, kumbaya session. You know, just you know, hey man, a half hour, just hang out. Let's 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 try to get some some dialogue going and you know, socially distance each other. Maybe maybe we can play. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out outside or something. But 
you know, um, again, you know, for your New York City, New York State teachers, God bless you. Just be careful going back. And I'm sure we'll hear what's going on in other states as we start to move through the next couple of weeks. I know some school districts have opened in other parts of the country, um, some to favorable reviews, some to not so favorable reviews. So, you know, it's going to be a toss of the coin. Uh, you know, we figure it out. And, you know, if you got to wear the mask, you got to do the mask thing. You got to do your your hygiene. You got to take care of yourself. So I think that'll make things a lot better as we head towards 2021. Saw a thing uh, the other day. Uh, I was checking out some, some things on uh, Broadway because, again, as we started this whole thing way back in week one, we talked about this being um, some place where you can go to get some ideas on what to do. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to give as gifts uh, is it would be a ticket to a Broadway show. Um, and reading about what's happening with Broadway, thinking about 2021, um, they have not made a hard decision on that, but they do expect to be back in 2021 now. Um, to that, I've also seen in an article, uh, read an article, that um, Phantom of the Opera in Seoul has figured out the social distancing and has figured out the idea of putting on the program. So hopefully uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber and company decide to take that forward and see what they can do about uh, setting that up in other Phantoms. I know Phantom in London has closed for a little bit. I know that's not a permanent thing from what I understand, but still, you know, so if you're looking to give a gift for someone who's got, you know, any kind of birthday or any kind of anniversary or any kind of, you know, uh, gift giving moment, you know, I would look to Broadway. It's going to, it's going to come back. It's going to rebound. And, you know, it'd be a great way to have a nice night out with somebody or give them the opportunity to have a nice night out. Uh, so a Broadway ticket, you know, especially looking towards this time next year, hopefully uh, everything is back to where it was prior to 2020. Um, you know, my drum corps friends uh, tonight, this day, this Friday, would have been preliminaries, prelim competition, uh, setting us up for drum corps international finals, which would have, which would have been... Uh, tomorrow night out in Indy and you know it's it just hit me like a ton of bricks being a drum corps fan and following the season from the time it starts in early June late May um, the season will be over tomorrow and you know you blink and summer is almost over and that's the reality um, and that is <laughs> a sad reality that it's almost over so you know you want to hang on to those fleeting moments uh, each day as we uh Watch the clock tick by in the calendar. Click off those dates. Um, you know, talking a little bit about sports. Um, not quite certain that the NFL's got it figured out. Um, even though you're not hearing things about players having tested positively, um, you have seen 60 players decide to opt out. Um, and that's cool for various reasons, whatever their reasons were. I am not going to say anything about that. I, it's their own personal, uh, you know, thing as to why they're not going to do what they want to do with the NFL. And, you know, that's that's their idea. But when you look at the NHL, and you look at what the NBA and the WNBA has done for that matter. Uh, they've really figured it out. 
Um, and they, they figured out that bubble thing and it just worked. Um, now, you know, you wonder how many more weeks you're going to have of free positive, uh, free negative testing, you know, um, how often will it go? How long will it go before you find someone who gets a positive test who, who has left the bubble, so to speak? I mean, you're dealing with, you know, young men and young ladies who are in their early 20s, um, you know, being cooped up, even though they have four or five star accommodations and everything is at their disposal, uh, you often wonder. Um, and that's my thought about the NFL, because they're not in the bubble. Those guys get to go home. So, you know, you're looking at a young, young man coming out of college, you know, how long can he be cooped up in, in, in the place that he's in before they want to experience that going out? So they, you know, the discipline has to be there. And I think you're seeing it um, throughout the three leagues that I mentioned, the NHL, the NBA, and the WNBA. Um, so, I, you know, I think it can be done, but we just, they got to stay vigilant, you know. Um, especially in baseball, you're seeing... A couple of more teams test positive for the COVID. Um, and, you know, and here's the thing. You know, they just got to be smart. You know, figure it out. Let's not let that get in the way of the game. And you know, so far, I mean, I, I've shared with you folks how I feel about the um, no fans in the stands and the fan noise and things like that. And the cardboard cutouts actually don't bother me as much as the piped in crowd noise when there's a, a an exciting moment or and you know whatever happens happens and uh, especially the folks in philly you gotta stop with the air horn gang you know you think it's funny and everything else but rumor is it's been happening uh for just about every home game they had so it'll be interesting to see when other teams go there and the game is on uh if you can catch the air horn or whatever like that but um i also think it's 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 kind of cool that the fan is sneaking in a little bit to see the action going on i know in chicago they're climbing up to the bleachers through the apartment building i don't know how that's happening i don't know anything about that but i've seen pictures of people sneaking in there to see the games um you know product hasn't been that bad on the on the field um obviously pitchers are a little bit more ahead of the batters and i think once everything like that catches up and i can't believe there's only 50 some odd games left in the season before we start the postseason uh, but I think it will catch up and catch up pretty quickly so we have even a greater product on the field. So, yeah, so it's, things are happening. Um, next week we'll be broadcasting from Wildwood, New Jersey. I will be down there uh, with uh, my friend and uh, my good friend Ed and my lovely wife. Uh, we'll be taking some time off to go down to Wildwood. So this next week's broadcast will be from Wildwood, New Jersey, which I'm excited for. Um, one of my favorite places in the world. Um, can't wait to get down there. Uh, from what I understand from friends of mine who've been down there this summer, they said that there's really no lines, no wait times. Um, restaurants are, are open. Of course, it's outdoor eating. Uh, so excited. I want to get down there. I want to get down there to get some great food and just relax and get away from it for a little while, um, which will be great. So again, next week, I'll be coming to you from Wildwood, New Jersey. So look forward to that. Um, again, if you want to get involved with the show, please reach out to me at jjg5150 at aol.com. 
Um, you can also find me on Facebook. It's John Gillick, and it'll be from Scotch Plains, New Jersey. few of you have wanted to friend me on Facebook, and if you're going to do that, just write a little note that says, you know, heard your podcast, really dug it, blah, 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 here's what I think. And I'm always open to suggestions. And again, uh, for those of you who are passing this on, forwarding it to others, great. Um, I appreciate that. Tom Aiello has been a champion of this program. Thank you so much for all the listening and all the forwarding you do. Uh, some little bit behind the scenes stuff. Mark Fabio, good friend of mine, is a great musician, uh, great, great, great arranger, uh, writer, composer, musician. Uh, is working on, and we're going to be talking about some jingles for the show, which I think will be great. Uh, give it a little more pizzazz to the program. But again, I'm always looking for people you want to reach out and want to be a part of this. You want to give some info. You want to put some input into the show. That'll be awesome. Again, my email is jjg5150 at aol.com or find me up on Facebook at John Gillick uh, from Scotch Plains, New Jersey. It's been a pleasure to be with you each and every Friday. This is What to Do. Have a great weekend and a great rest of the week. Enjoy. Bye.